Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 115 of the Talking Games Podcast. Me, host the major. It is Sunday, the 17th of September. Thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we haven't done one of these in how would you long you say? Probably about two, three weeks. I think it's. I think it's been about two weeks. I mean, for me, it's been a lot longer. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot going on. I am still writing about three reviews at the moment, including Starfield, because we didn't get one till the week before release. Um, and it's been about ten days since release, so I've had about three weeks now to try and beat the game, and I'm about ninety eight percent through, uh, going through everything. Uh, I'm not trying to do every side quest for a right to review because it's not possible. Um, but I've done now the main story and most of the faction stuff. So that review should be dropping this weekend. Um, I've also got the Crew Motorfest to finish off. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1. Uh, I've got a preview for Laws of the Fallen. <laughs> and a couple of other ones as well, including Prince of Persia. Um, there's just so, there's so much going on. Uh, Callum and Alex have been unwell for quite some time now. Uh, they've got their own stuff going on. So, yeah, things have been a bit off the wall over the course of September. It's not been great. Um, but we are also making a game at the same time, so I'm trying to get funding together to make a trailer and scripting and all the rest of it. It's a nightmare. I have got so much on at the moment. So apologies if we uh, stopped doing podcasts for a little while. Uh, it's just I do not have the time during the weekend because it's usually the time I can actually sit down and write properly because there isn't a huge amount of news coming out, um, which is why we haven't had one of these the last couple of weeks because I've just been reviewing Starfield and other games. Uh, we got Bam here, thank God. <laughs> He's here. Man, How you doing, Bam? It's crazy. What's going yeah, on, man? September has just been the worst month so far this year. Uh, one one game, big game after another. Two flipping showcases yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. Back to did, back. Anybody, did anybody in here watch those? Or? I did. I watch watched them. part of the Nintendo Direct and then all of the state of, or showcase of state of play. Hmm. Um, so no, because my internet was being a pain yesterday. <laughs> so what topics have y'all have y'all hit already? I know I heard you talking about Starfield. Or, uh, well, the chat, the, the sheets in the, the chat, the sheets in the chat. So anyway, uh, we got Nightmare Bam and Chloe in this week. How are you guys doing? What you been playing? I Honestly, go first, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just gonna say. Honestly, I've been too busy because I've not long since moved house. <laughs> That's, that's why I said I was gonna let Nightmare go first. I know <laughs> I, I already knew you weren't playing then. I know I know you've been Fair. real busy, so Fair enough. Nightmare? Uh, uh a couple weeks ago started a Minecraft server for my friends and I. Uh and then Deathloop because I still haven't finished that and I probably won't. Um Oh, the Pokemon Scarlet Violet DLC came out, so I was playing that. And Beyond Two Souls for PS3. That's a good game. That is a good game. It's um, just man, Stranger you, Things, though. I've seen your threads, man. <laughs> uh, me, personally, it's been Starfield and the Crew Motorfest for the last week and a bit. Um, both reviews will be dropping this week, by the way. Uh, and I've just started Mortal Kombat 1, or I'm hoping to, to start it this week, to get that done as well. Um, what else have I been doing? I've had so many games. We went to West on Friday. That was fantastic. If you haven't been there, uh, there is another one in April, uh, but it's at the Truman Brewery in London. 
and I had so much fun. There were so many great games, including Tekken 8. Uh, I went up against one of the developers, and he was toying with me for the whole time. <laughs> he was making me look stupid. I had him down to a sliver of health, and then he just, just destroyed me, like wiped my entire bar out in one go. Um, but yeah, that was fun. I've played a bit of Lords of the Fallen. I've got a preview coming this week. That is very much Bloodborne. Uh, there's, in fact, I think it's better than Bloodborne. And I don't say that usually because I think Bloodborne's probably the pinnacle dead soul. You're talking, about, you're talking about Lies of Peace. No, no, no. Lords of the Fallen. You comparing that to, to Bloodborne? It is Bloodborne, dude. There is so much Bloodborne in that game. Like, the, the resemblance is uncanny. You sure you talking about Lords of the Fallen? And not, and not this new game that came out that, like, literally looks like the developer copied Bloodborne? Because Lords of the Fallen... It, it looks like a Souls type of game, but it doesn't. It doesn't have the same art style, the same color palette as Bloodborne. No, it's not artistically the same as Bloodborne, but gameplay oh, wise, I got you. Yes, we talking about like, with, like the whole Souls with, with the whole Souls Soulsborne game. I got yeah. you. It it plays a lot like Bloodborne. Combat is a lot like Bloodborne. Um, mm-hmm. I would say also the 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 thing is it's very unique because you can jump between. You basically have a lamp which shows you when you pull it when you lift it up it shows you hell underneath the real world and you can basically mm-hmm. switch between hell and the real world to try and move around it's brilliant honestly it's brilliant that's boss a, battles are insanely difficult as well this new laws of the fallen that's that's is that a um is that a reimagining or a remake of the original because the original came out and that game was trash no i, I know, think i, don't know I if think you remember this is or not. I think this is a reimagining, but I really enjoyed it. I was playing mm. it for about an hour. Uh, shout out to the devs who let me have a, who uh, basically helping me get through it because I kept dying on the first boss. Um, but they were re- this, the game is really fun, and I'm not one for Dead Souls games at all. You guys know this already. I don't like horror or Dead Souls games. I can't play them. I really enjoyed Bloodborne just for the sake of the combat. But yeah, it's it's they're not usually my typical sort of games. I prefer RPG open worlds. But I had so much fun with Lords of the Fallen. I didn't want to leave, and it wasn't for the fact that Shinobi was ringing me twenty times asking me where I am. I would still probably be have been playing it for the rest of the day. I had had so much. It's so good. Make sure you check out a preview when it comes this week and get the game when it releases. You'll trust me. You'll enjoy it. I really did. Um, and then, of course, the Crew Motor Fest, I've got a review there. I am going to say right now, and this is no shade to Ubisoft, uh, because they were kind enough to send me a game without even me asking for it. I would have preferred Mirage, to be honest with you guys. But uh, yeah. the Crew Motor Fest feels very much like a Forza clone. Um, if you haven't played it yet, it is out at the moment. Uh, we got the code on the same day, the, op- the early access launch. I think it was on Thursday. Uh, so I've been playing it over the weekend. But let me just say, it feels like very much like Forza. Uh, it's got playlists where you basically pick a race and you go drive around. It's sort of semi-open world because you don't get to just drive around. You have to pick a playlist and then you get to drive that world. Um, but this, yeah, it's, it just feels like Forza. It just feels like a Forza GT7 sort of game. Um, it's, there's nothing remarkable about it or different. Um, I'd say it's it's fairly it's a decent looking driver I'm not happy with the customization options they're terrible uh, and you don't mm-hmm. really have the ability to really customize anything to be honest but I do quite like the uh, the drive mechanics are great the cars look fantastic it's just it's very linear and it's kind of repetitive and it's it's a clone of other racing games 
more falls than anything else but yeah it's it's a it's a clone i i personally i might skip it if i were you but um it's it's a decent racing title if you look at a racing game it's just not don't think it's going to be the next big thing um but you ban what well, i know you've been playing more combat one i'm yet to jump in oh yeah, yeah too much on it what was your thoughts on that i finished I finished up the campaign. Campaign was dope. Uh, I really do like the game. But then again, I've been playing Mortal Kombat since since the playground. So Mortal Kombat is, is legit. And it's like part of my, you know what I'm saying? It's like part of my life. Like that's probably one of my first video games that I remember playing. But um, this new Mortal Kombat 1, um, like I said, it's, it's a dope game. I love it. Uh, combat is sped up from the beta and from the stress test. So seems like Ed Boone and the team over there at NetherRealm Studios. Seems like they've really been listening to the, to the um, community just go around and not really emphasizing the pros but um it's it's got a, it's got a couple things about it there's there's, there's uh, i feel like there's a few things that i feel like they they're trying to cater more to the casuals because it seems like everybody in the game now has easier combos to string together or easier ways to pop people up into the air and then you jump into the air and you can just put out an easy area combo and get 10 15 hit combos um and then i also don't like how so in mortal kombat 11 there was this thing that you could do with like you could press start and you could pin your combo to the screen so you could play with random select a whole lot easier because i like playing those games i don't like just picking one character i like playing with everybody on the roster so but now they got rid of that so it's going to be hard to try to learn all the combos but yeah uh mortal kombat one is dope looking forward to the first fighter pack with omni man homelander quan chi and uh, a few more other people um uh, what been... what's up what's up uh mac as well yeah no, because Air Max inside the base game, I think. But you might be right though. I don't, I don't think he's playable. But, but he is in the game. That's crazy. Yeah. I ain't even noticed that. That's wild. But yeah, um, I finished up Starfield, man. Starfield is dope. Starfield was uh pretty good. You know, I put in about eighty hours into that. Finished up all the. God damn. Quests. What what yeah. what happened to you? Just gonna do the main quest and that's it. <laughs> that's, hey man, that's what I was gonna do, man. But you know, the main quest is trash, and the faction quest is heat. So I was like, you know what? Let me just play these faction quests because. I think I was about, I was a little ways in. I was like, yo, this main quest is, is not, it's not yeah, really I, that I good. Play this. I think the uh, the pirate, the Crimson Fleet pirate faction quests are brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. And also, because I went straight into joining the Crimson Fleet, I didn't go through the UC because my character is a pirate. So my first playthrough, I just played as a pirate the whole way through. You uh, didn't do any factions other, other than the Crimson I Fleet? I did. I did, but I started with the Crimson Fleet. Uh, because mm-hmm. I wanted to basically get through that because I know that you're going to be able to get you make a lot of money through the Crimson Fleet if you're looking for money quick uh, and because there's there's a big I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't got there yet but there is a big battle oh, at the that. end of the Crimson Fleet faction that I just yeah. I wanted to keep going I thought this was amazing and then it ended too quickly uh, and I was hoping at the end the big ship that you uh, you take over without trying to spoil anything I'm trying to keep yeah uh I, I would have liked to have seen them gone the way of kind of you being able to use that or maybe them giving it to you. I really would have wished they were giving me that ship. They didn't, but it the, is a lot of fun. There you're is talking, a lot about, you're talking about that, uh, you're talking about the huge ship? Yeah. What the hell was you going to do with that? Mate, that thing's got massive cannons on it and it's huge armor <laughs> and it's just, it's huge, unbeatable. Dude. Play that on hard difficulty and my God, you die instantly. Yeah. That thing and huge, they're auto turret. They're the auto turrets as well. They're they're grad C, so you can you can literally destroy any ship you come across in like a matter of seconds. Yeah, 
What level did you make it to? Because like I said, like I did, I, I ended up doing all the faction quests. I think when I when I got around to the Crimson Fleet quest, by the time I got to that, by the time I got to the end, that shit was a cakewalk. So that was like super high level. Uh, I'm around level thirty, I think. Level yeah. thirty or thirty-one. Yeah, I think um, I hit but that the around, ship's like, level hundred, so. so I don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it was still a cakewalk because like. The big ship wasn't even a problem. It was, it was, it was all the little look, like even like all like the um, they had like level thirty ships flying around, while like the big ship was just floating around in orbit. As soon as you get rid of all the small ships, this thing is yeah, it's it's easy, easy. But when you're trying to like when I was flying around trying to get those little ships, that thing just kept coming closer to me the whole time and it would follow me around, and I'm trying to shoot one while I've got that thing pelting me from behind, so my ship kept getting blown up the first ten times. I couldn't get away from that flipping yeah, thing. See, I was just yeah, doing see. loops around, around, up, the ship, around the ship, uh, around the around the star station. I could have gave you the cheat code. All you all you had to do was go hide behind the key or whichever yeah. big ship was out there. Turn off your thrusters and just float in space and just wait for the ship to come to you. That's a good idea. I didn't think yeah, of that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know, man. For me, for me, I think my favorite faction quest line was was the uh, it was the UC Vanguard because the yeah. whole terror morph thing. Yeah, and like, yeah, finding out about like the clone, I'm like, yo, this is, this is like Thanks. peak sci-fi. It is, it is insanely good. That um, that alien like Xenom, it's basically like flipping aliens. The movie, but mm. I was really hoping like they'd give like the thing is is that the stuff like the mechs, I would have liked to have been able to use a mech to fight those things. Like I was hoping for a full-scale war, you know what I mean? Like on a battlefield. Maybe next time, hey man, maybe, maybe DLC, in Starfield man. too. But what? But like I, I don't know, man. I think something that I did not like, which I spoke on during the podcast, is <laughs> I don't understand how these people have over a thousand planets. You got all these different systems, and you don't encounter no alien species of of people. I'm like, uh, uh. Like, I remember before, everybody was saying, oh, well, you know, when you get to the end of the game, then you... F-. No, those those are not aliens. Those are not aliens. It was... No, they're advanced. That was, a, that, was a, that was a huge letdown for me, so... If yeah, that but that's, that's thing, what Bethesda was touting as well for, like, before the game released, is that the aliens are at the end of the main campaign, and I was thinking it was going to be that, because you're looking, basically, it's like a sort of... The artifacts you're finding are basically alien technology, but they're not really aliens. And yeah. I'm I'm hoping that when they do release the first DLC, because that was meant to launch on launch day and it still hasn't, and neither has mod support. That's not coming till next year now. I'm hoping when they start bringing DLC out to the main story missions that they're actually going to include aliens, because that needs to be a factor in this game. It needs you need yeah. to have aliens in, in a in a space exploration game. I mean, I I'm all for like looking going round, but yeah, the exploration mechanic needs some work. That's why I haven't given it a five stars. My reviews drop in this weekend. Um, I have not given it five stars. I know I said I was going to, uh, but the like the camp when eventually you finish the main story, I just kind of felt like a letdown because once you've done the faction stuff, you're basically just floating around trying to find resources to build up your outpost and stuff. And there's not a lot out there. Like the the missions get very repetitive after a while. When you found like the big side quests, like the uh, the, the spaceship that's hovering over uh, Paradiso, or you you know you you find that go to do separate missions. You like you find ones on planet and you'll hear stuff walking around. That stuff's great, but it gets to the point where it becomes very samey and boring. 
Um, and the, the expiration stuff just needs some work. And I'm hoping with when mod support drops, because I've been seeing the Nexus mods uh, that have been out there for a while. Uh, and some of those are great, like the uh, like this. The main ones though are basically technical performance issues. Um, there isn't a lot of like content mods available right now. I'm hoping when the mod support drops for consoles and PC next year, uh, that they actually people start adding, you know, new cities and and ways to traverse, you know, planets. Because I I really don't want to be walking everywhere. I spent like three hours yesterday walking from one point to another on a planet i'm not doing that again um yeah the, the boost packs as well you've been able to traverse with a boost pack nah mate that's not uh that's that's not a way of traversing you're basically jumping up in the air um yes yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work but speaking of nexus mods uh we've got to talk about nexus mods i will be jumping in that in a minute but speaking of aliens first actually uh, have you guys seen the alien courses that have been shown in the mexican government you talking about that little fake what? thing that came out and everybody it's, said that it was real and then it came out that it was fake? The Mexican government. Yeah. Like, this is the biggest shit house reward. If anybody thinks these are real, like, you are brain dead, okay? <laughs> these things look like they're made out of paper mache. <laughs> it's just, little six-year-olds are making better looking models than this. Uh, right, so you guys know that the American government basically started declassifying that there was aliens flying around. Yeah. yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. But uh, Mexican Congress started having a meeting last week uh, where they alleged that non-human alien corpses have been found. Uh, it's important to take this, obviously, with a big grain of salt, because this is just ridiculous. They look terrible. Uh, but uh, they're independent. Now, these two corpses were apparently uh, retrieved from Peru and were shown off to the Mexican government in windowed boxes. You can see them for yourselves. They look like very miniature E.T. What's the uh, men in black? You know the little alien they find in the body? Yeah, the one inside the guys. Yeah. 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 Looking for the galaxy. Yeah. The galaxies on Orion's belt. That little alien is like mm-hmm. the exact replica of what's in those boxes. It's just stupid. Uh, but uh, they note the specimens are not part of our terrestrial evolution. Uh, there's almost a third of their DNA was classified as unknown by the Autonomous National University of Mexico. <laughs> uh, yeah, OK. Uh, carbon 14 dated, showing they were 1800 years old. All right. And they yeah. had eggs in their bowels. Right, well, that, uh, what? <laughs> this is just this is so stupid. They've been debunked, obviously, but. Uh, they were apparently mummies found in Peru in 2015. Uh, they were discovered to be the remains of a human child. The mum- all those mummies had three fingers, but were different from these specimens. A uh, U.S. intelligence officer claimed that the United States had a collection of non-human vehicles they had been recovering for decades, uh, now being called uh, UAPs, or Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. They used to be UFOs when I was younger. But, yeah, this... this <laughs> pictures... <laughs> I've been cracking up. This is so stupid. This alien stuff is getting up beyond a joke. It's just becoming dumb. Uh, uh, we got to talk about Unity. Uh, biggest news story this week. And I was going to do some of our game on Unity. Because I find it it's easier to, to code that way through Unity. Unreal's a bit complicated at times. And not everybody knows how to use it. So we're going to do portion of the game through Unity. However... Uh, they have decided to 
increase uh, pricing and they've added an install fee. Uh, for those of you who don't know what it is and you haven't come across this yet or a little bit confused about what this all means, basically, if you hit a threshold around $200,000 over the course of a game's lifetime, uh, you'll be asked to pay an install fee for every time someone installs it. That doesn't necessarily mean that if you install the game, then you're going to get charged and then you 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 don't have to. You can, people can use that same install and then just install it elsewhere. It means every time it's installed. So if you remove it and then install it again, the developer gets charged. If you put it on, for example, Steam and then Steam Deck, and then you put it on, say, for example, it, the game comes out on PlayStation or Xbox, you get charged for every single time that's installed. That is ridiculous. Uh, platform holders are claiming 90% of users won't be affected by change. 90%. For now. So, yeah, for now. But the price... All, all I can see happening there is the developers will just go, right, well, this is costing us too much, so we need to lower car prices, and then everybody else is going to have to do the same thing. Well, it's 20 cents, 20 cents or 20 pence per install for any game with more than 200,000 installs. Uh, so this means also if you put your game as part of a charity bundle, if you put it on Game Pass, uh, if you put it on PlayStation Plus, Nintendo Switch Online, if you discount your game for a certain amount of time, you're going to hit that mark very, very quickly. It also means that it is the, the pricing structure they've released is going to affect the smallest developers the hardest because it could go into the millions of dollars. Now, those smaller installs, if you only have 200,000, you still have to start paying for any time anyone installs that game ever. There have been a huge amount of developers saying they're pulling all their games uh, offline that have ever used Unity. So any game that's ever been built using Unity will be disappearing uh, fairly short, very, fairly soon, from January 2024. I mean, what did they expect? Yeah, I, they completely destroyed their reputation completely tarnished it i don't know of a single developer that's happy with it uh there has been news also that a number of developers including from rust 2 uh aerial knight who's making his next game he's decided to cease uh, there's been a lot of developers been calling him out and extremely angry they're saying now that they are not going to backtrack on this regardless what anyone says why are they why why has this come about why why have they now suddenly decided we need to make money off installs. So you, you've got several different tiers of packages you get through Unity. So you have the basic free tier of Unity, which is basically the basic package, all the way up to Unity Pro, which costs you around $2,000 per desk. When they implement this, that $2,000 is going to be nothing compared to what you're going to be paying in install fees. So if you've got a massive game out that makes like 2 million downloads, and say you make $30, $40 million, you're going to be fine because that 20 yeah. cents is basically about two, three million. But the developers that only sell a million copies, like the small developers who have spent all of their budget, that 20 cents is a lot of money. That's a fifth. So you're having to give them close to $200,000 for every million that you make. Which is, And then that is per install as well. You may not, like, if you've already bought the game, you're not reinstalling it. Like, you're not buying it again if you reinstall it. You yeah. own it then. So you're just reinstalling it. So you can have your entire budget wiped out in a matter of months. There's also going to be those out there that are going to 
make sure that, like, for example, there's going to be toxic players out there that want to destroy a developer because they don't like them. So they'll just keep reinstalling, deleting and reinstalling the game over and over. And that money, they'll be in debt to Unity for forever. And it, it will be used in some way against certain companies to completely screw them over. Unity has destroyed their reputation, in effect. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing a lot of developers now saying that they need to now need to learn how to use Unreal. And they're all switching over there. Unity will be dead by the end of this year if it continues, if they don't stop, stop this immediately, because there isn't been a single developer who's in favour of it. It's not one. Uh, they That's wanted... not a surprise. Yeah. Uh, Unity did try and clarify what they meant by the proposed runtime fees. Uh, they oh, God, here to... we go. We want to acknowledge the confusion and frustration we heard after we announced our new runtime fee policy. We'd like to clarify some of your top questions and concerns. Who is impacted by this price increase? The price increase is very targeted. In fact, more than 90% of our customers will not be affected by this change. Customers who will be impacted are generally those who have found an who have found a substantial scale in downloads and revenue and have reached both our install and revenue thresholds. This means a low or no fee for creators who have not found scale success yet and a modest one-time fee for those who have. New installs only. Once you meet the two install and revenue thresholds, you can only pay, you only pay the runtime fee on new installs after January 1st. It's not perpetual. So if you've got a game release that's already out, you don't have to pay anything this year. But if you get new installs after January 1st, then you have to start paying for every new install that comes out. As in new installs after your games that they've already got. Yeah. You only pay once for an install, not an ongoing perpetual license royalty like a revenue share model. Which is rubbish. Because you're paying for every time that game is reinstalled. If you take the game off your system and then reinstall it, that counts as one. Yeah. So you're going to have to keep paying. They are trying to claim that they reinstall charges. They're not going to charge for them. But then they, later on, they said they are. So even even they don't what? know. What Assuming the install and revenue thresholds are met, we will only count new net installs on any device starting January 1st. Additional, additionally, developers are not responsible for paying a runtime fee on reinstall charges, which is rubbish. Fraudulent install charges we're not going to charge a fee for fraudulent installs how in the hell are you going to know if it's fraudulent or not work directly on cases with fraud or botnets or suspected of malicious intent how are you going to know that trials partial pay demos and automation installs uh develop charges we're not going to count these towards your install so if you have a demo out they're not going to charge you for installing the demo early access games are not considered demos so you do have to pay for early access Early access, for those of you who don't know, early access trials are essentially you trying to make money to finish your game. Right. So if you start selling your game in early access, you're only doing that so you can get enough money to finish the full thing. If you're losing 20 percent per install, 20 cents per install. For every time someone downloads that for that early access game, you're not going to have you're never going to make the money to finish it off. No, you're, you're losing a fifth of your income that every penny you make from early access is intended for you to make enough money to finish the game off they're going to start taking money from you and charge you the money for the package by the way that hasn't been included in what they've said but you still have to pay for unity 3d and unity pro 
You still have to pay for the packages. They're not giving it to you for free now they've upped their install price. This is additional charging. Charity-related installs, so if you're a charity game, you're not going to have to pay for it. Oh, right, yes, yeah, they're going to be able anyway, to tell how not, that's going to work. Yeah, but you're not you're not allowed to if it's if it's a charity bundle. Could you imagine if it was like Save the Children and they started mm-hmm. charging you for giving games to, to kids? For, like, yeah. to save, it's just disgusting. Uh, web and streaming games are not going to count towards web and streaming games. How this will also affect student states, only 10% of their customers will be affected, making it sound less bad than it is. As of the game report 2022, Unity had 230,000 developers. That's 23,000 developers affected by the change. Lots of studios have posted statements about moving engines. So it isn't 10% of their customers, because as of their latest report, Twitter, or X, basically count them as lying. They did one of those uh, reader added context <laughs> under their own statement. Telling them that lot, you knew were lying in their own statement. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you, Twitter. That is the one and only time. That is the one and only time one of those things has actually come in clutch. Yeah. Because usually uh, when that sort of thing comes up, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. 90% have claimed. But they've said 10, only 10% of customers will be affected. When you actually look at their numbers, that's 23,000 studios. So that's that's not that's individual games as well. 23,000 games. That that's bad. Yeah. That is really bad. Um, we've got, they've also said the Unity claims they only count new net installs uh, and fraudulent through botnets and other tricks. They haven't expect, explained how they're going to determine if something is fraudulent. Uh, the clarifications doesn't seem to placate users. The post currently sits at 100,000 uh, comments. Uh, the fee has still not upper bounds. We are penalising users installing the game on as many devices as they want, and no piracy fraudulent checks are can be put in place, leaving it to the developer to figure out. That's from Gino Kids. Uh, he's a developer. Uh, it has no upper bounds, so you get there's basically no upper limit on how much they can charge you. Other developers urge Unity to fully walk back the plan. Including Cult the Lamb and Among Us. Works of the game are being pulled from digital stores. So, those of you who enjoy Cult the Lamb and Among Us, those games are about to disappear completely. That's not a surprise. What no. did you say? The game's about to disappear. Among, yeah. among Us and Cult the Lamb are about to disappear. How are those games going to disappear? They're going to pull it off all digital storefronts so the game won't be playable. I mean, that's or if you download. Don't download it. No, you can't download it or anything. It'll be gone. No, no, no. I said that's if you don't have it downloaded. If you have the game already downloaded, the game ain't going. It anywhere. won't be playable. It'll be playable. They did the same thing with uh, Silent Hill with the PT test. As long as you have it downloaded, the game isn't going anywhere. You just have to download it. So you won't be able to re-download. You'll be able to play what you got, but you once you yeah, but take you it off your system, it. you can't download it again. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the Cult Land developer. Who personally is one of my favourite games of last year, one of the best games of last year. Uh, he's threatening to delete the game amid the Unity backlash. Uh, the runtime fee is obviously affecting them quite hard because Cult the Lamb, massive monster developer, uh, is saying that they are planning to delete the game from sale on January 1st. You won't be able to buy a new copy. And a follow up statement they call on Unity to quit being stinky, allowing a new policy with a false and lengthy pivot to a new game engine for upcoming titles and updates. Uh, Devolver Digital was also not thrilled about the situation. They said that what engine they're using in-game pitches is important information. 
they will no longer. They said possibly they won't be back in any future games that use Unity because they don't want to be paying the fee. Uh, there is multiple publishers and developers are currently scrambling to prevent their deals from collapsing. Uh, several parties are concerned about absorbing increased costs. Uh, there are EA boss uh, is John Ricoletto. He's under increasing pressure to scrap the policy entirely, but uh, they have said that any games currently, there are no other publishers doing this, but any games that are currently in development with Unity need to transfer to another engine as quickly as possible. Now, there needs to be a free open source engine. Uh, personally, at the moment, we're using Unreal. I'm no longer going to be using Unity for anything. Um, but out of all that's happening, Rust 2 also won't be a Unity game. Uh, the developer has said that they are cutting their game from uh, stopping development immediately and taking all future products off of Unity. Uh, the worst company to be in charge of the Unity engine, uh, Gary Newman, that's from Face Punch Studios. Uh, he said maybe they forgot about PC gaming. It hurts because we didn't agree to this. We use the engine because you pay up front and then ship your products. We weren't told this was going to happen. We weren't warned. We weren't consulted. We spent 10 years making rust on Unity's engine. We paid for them every year. And now they've changed the rules. Unity has shown its power. We can see what they are, can and are willing to do. You can't unring the bill. Unity is the worst company to be in charge of the Unity engine. The trust is gone. We had 10 years to make our new engine. Never did. I'm sure a lot of game companies are feeling the same today. Let's not make the same mistake again. Rust 2 definitely won't be a Unity game. Uh, it's facing a number of questions about the new policy, and such as how it's, in track, how it's tracking installs. For example, if you sell your game on a... On a on a store like CD keys or, um, you know, any other ones, Boosteroid, if it's streamed, how are they going to be able to track them? Because not every company is just going to give Unity proprietary information. Uh, they could be that they're not able to track, but uh, who is considered the distributing party, which would be Unity, uh, will need to foot the bill for these new charges. Uh, IGN obviously has said that multiple publishers are currently scrambling to collapse to prevent their deals from collapsing because a lot of publishers are now saying they're no longer going to be publishing games that may be using unity uh, it remains an enormous uncertainty for several developers uh, there's a retroactive adjustment to terms and a certain amount of extra tracking a technical impossibility and the only business model that can bankrupt you i'm afraid this changes nothing to the four points he said uh, this from rami ashmil uh, it remains an enormous uncertainty for developers uh, it's not something that we're going to be able to go forward with uh, last but not least, though, with Unity, Unity has received death threats uh, yesterday uh, from a current employee who's fuming at his employer uh, for doing what he's doing. Uh, apparently, this was they shut two offices in San Francisco and Austin, Texas. Uh, we did write on this on the website if you want to go check it out. Uh, he said the uh, Unity responded with a public statement saying, "Today, we've been made aware of potential threat to some of our offices." We have taken immediate and proactive measures to ensure the safety of our employees, which is our top priority. We are closing our offices today and tomorrow. There could be potential targets for this threat and are fully cooperating with law enforcement on the investigation. Uh, the San Francisco PD did respond with a public statement as well, saying that currently investigating the current employee who had made the statements towards Unity offices. Uh, they followed several days of intense criticism over their new pricing policy. Uh, some of Unity's games that could be affected include Genshin Impact, Pokemon Go, Hollow Knight Silk Song, Cult the Lamb, and Among Us. Uh, Rust 2 also. Cult, um, Among Us will likely be disappearing. And Among Us, for some, is free. Uh, but on other platforms, it's 
like paid so and they don't yeah. they don't you among us isn't a massive it's a, it's a popular game but it doesn't make a huge amount of money because a largely it's a free to play game you're basically paying for upgrades on certain platforms and others you're not well, no, I think uh, it's, it's only. No, I think it's only free on mobiles. I think when yeah, you're playing yeah, on PC, you have to pay for it. That's literally what I just said. <laughs> well, no, you no, you saying that it's free on most platforms. I said it's free you, on some platforms, not on all of them. There are others, obviously, you have to pay for. But then you've yeah. also got the way they make their money through mobile and stuff is by cosmetics and in stuff yeah. that sort of. Thing. But if you're, if say for example, there may only ten percent of people that may play the free version and then not buy and maybe buy something if you're charging 20 like 20 percent just for them installing the game and no they haven't spent any money you're out of pocket you're in the you're in the red like it's 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 a stupid idea even free to play games are getting hit with this by the way that includes call of duty counter strike Fortnite, all of them so basically this is just so basically this entire Policy is just going to destroy gaming forever, by the sounds of it. Which is Unity much... is like the biggest engine out there for the amount of developers that are currently using it. Unreal is probably in second place, and you've got like big publishers have their own, so they're not too worried about it. But when they're publishing third party, a lot of the guys and developers they work with, the majority of them use Unity. So yeah. It's going to affect who, and it's free to play games, mobile games. All my, in fact, most mobile games are made using Unity. I think it's like 98, 85%, 90% of mobile games are Unity made. So that's going to see the mobile game industry almost collapse. Mm-hmm. A lot of PC games on Steam are made using Unity. A lot of games on consoles nowadays, in fact, the majority of games on consoles that are not coming from one of the big AAA publishers are Unity I'm made. made using Unity. Yeah, so it's not, I mean, even them saying only 10% of developers are going to be affected, that's nonsense, because if you look at how many games are actually being made using Unity, it's close to 100,000 games every single year that are currently in development Mm -hmm. or close to, you're going to see a lot of those games disappear. Yeah, And and even if by some miracle they were right, then it is only 10%, just listening to that list of games that you've just said it doesn't matter that it's only 10 percent as they put it which it quite clearly probably isn't because it's the most popular 10 percent of games in the world yeah and the ones that make the most money from indie for indie developers as well the ones that are the most successful yeah i mean pokemon go you're gonna have seen nintendo suing unity i guarantee you there'll be lawsuits out of this because oh, it's oh, like, yeah. i mean pokemon pokemon is made by the Pokemon company, so they own the license. But if they don't use their own engine, Nintendo doesn't really have their own engine. The majority of Nintendo games are made using Unity, which their new policy could put Nintendo in serious financial trouble. Yeah, because they can't yeah. then produce a lot of their games. I guarantee you there will be lawsuits down around the corner. I bet you any money there will be. And I'm thinking oh, actually, at the end of this month you're going to see somebody start threatening to sue them. Probably, but thinking just on the uh, uh, Nintendo point, real quick. Yeah. That would that be an issue for them considering? Because they could just. Uh, is there not a way they could just? Do you have to install a game if you're playing it off a card? If you if you own the game on one platform, that counts as one. So as long as you know, but they don't reinstall the game again, 
you don't get charged for it. Second, you reinstall it on another platform. For example, if you have a Nintendo Switch, a Nintendo Switch no, Lite. I mean, no, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, no, I mean, if you... Do you... If Nintendo... Obviously, this shows I have not looked at Nintendo games for a long time. Do they not still do physical copies to the point where that's not an issue anymore anyway? Because you don't have to install it's, it's physical games copies. games made either. using Unity. So any game that's made using the Unity engine that runs on the Unity engine, that is, as it's built on the Unity engine, will be affected. So it doesn't matter if it's physical or digital. If the game is made using Unity, then you're going to be recharged. If you have a reinstall, for example, if you go, for example, if you have a physical copy on, you put it on a Nintendo Switch, okay, that counts as one. If you then have to delete it, say your save file, so you need to install something else, and then put it back on the Switch later on, that counts as two. That's, oh... Oh, uh, right, yeah, no, Nintendo will... They will sue the users out of Unity, and I guarantee you it's coming. <laughs> yeah. I bet you any money. There'll be a publisher out there that's thinking, I'm going to I'm gonna get these people. I, I bet you any money that will happen. Do you think they'd be successful, though? Yes. Because okay. Unity's policy is destroying a lot of studios and publishers from being able to make money. It's an adverse... Like, They're going to have to just... They're gonna have to just move over, man. Because even if even even if they try to take it to court, Nintendo won't win. Nobody can win. It's, if if this goes to court, the people that make the Unity engine will win because it's their engine. That's what They're I'm licensing saying. it out, then nobody's going to win. Nintendo won't win. Yeah, but it's tra- it's changing the licensing terms. Yeah, but either way, fire, it's still, but but, fire, but, but major, but major. Either way, it's their property. They own it, so they can do it. So they can do it if they want to. The only way out of this is if these studios. These developers, they got to either move to Unreal, they got to try to use, you know, Ubisoft got some engines, PlayStation makes their own engines, with, you know, with most their studios, they're going to have to either create their own engine or else they're going to have to try to use Unreal Engine. That's the, only the, only thing I would, the only thing I'd say to that, though, is is that going to, what's that going to do to the games we've already got? I mean, it's not going to do anything. This is like what Major said. It, I mean, if, if, if these developers or if these people like Coach of the Lamb or the people that made Among Us, if they choose to pull off the game off the store because they don't want to be charged for future, for future yeah, people downloading yeah. the game, then yeah, they're going to so have to pull I'm the game off the store. But that's yeah, still going to so be what that. I'm saying, what I'm I saying heard is that... I heard you, well, no. but just let me finish my point. I'm okay. just saying, going forward, the only way for them to get out of this is just like what Major said. They're going to have to pull the games off the store so that way they don't get recharged further down the road. Which then gives them a sort of route into going, well... You've done this, which means we're now having to lose money because we've had to pull these games off to avoid us losing more money. Therefore, we're going to sue you. So actually, we would that? have a viable case. Whose problem is that? No, they won't have a case. Whose problem is that? It's either it's either they can keep the game on on the store, or else they can pull it. Either way, the choice is theirs. The people that made the Unity engine, they own that. So since they own that, they can do whatever with it, whatever they please. If you want to use it, guess what? You got then you got to sign that contract, and you're gonna to have to pay that money further down the road. That's that's just how it works. If they own it, then they own it. All right. Okay. So you're using a. So say you're using a console. I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of an analogy that would. Nothing's gonna work with it. That's that's the reason why you can't think of one. Nothing that you try to come up with is going to change the facts. And the facts is that the people who make the engine, they own the engine. So if they want to charge people more money or put in some clause into it going forward, if they want to do that, 
then they can do that. And then it's going to affect the previous games. That's, I mean, that's just what it boils down to. There's nothing that we can do about it. There, there is going to be issues some, somewhere down the line for, I, I still think publish, one or two publishers will try and sue them because it's going to be something like Nintendo who have a large number of their games made using Unity. It's going to affect their store marketplace. They, they could be looking to recover costs in Unity. I mean, I, I'm not experienced in this version of law, so I wouldn't know. But I do think there's going to be some a lawsuit somewhere down the road from, the, say, corporate interference or, you know, undue, necessary undue harm. Um, because there's going to be a lot of indie developers that are no longer going to be releasing on Nintendo Switch because they can't afford to use Unity. And, and the I mean, consoles are made for, or the Nintendo I mean, Switch console is made for Unity games. Of course, people are going to try, but again, I mean, at the end of the day, this is on Nintendo. This is on the this is on the developers. If if they don't like what's going on, they're going to have to either change up their engines or do something else. I mean, it's nothing because again, yeah, anybody well, can, doing that is going to cost them more money, and they wouldn't have it, had to yes, do that if Unity yes, weren't Yes, out. but yes, but the people who make Unity, myself, I don't care about multi-billion-dollar companies' feelings. If you want to use my product, if I want to charge you more money, guess what? Then that's what it is. That's just business. That's a good point. But at the same time, I do think there's going to be one or two publishers that are going to try it. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going against you when you say that people are going to try. I'm just saying that they're going to try and they're going to crash and burn because whenever you look at the facts, I mean, if they take that to a judge or to a court hearing, Oh, well, we don't like this because these people took their property, they took their engine, and now they're trying to make me pay money, more money, to use their engine. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, they could try to make a, you know, of course, anybody can make a case out of anything these days, but it's it's making that case stick that's going to really affect it. And I and just looking at the facts, like I said, it doesn't sound like it's going to stick at all because, again, when you look at other, uh, if you look at other developers, they make their own engines. Anybody in the industry, if, 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 if you know, whenever it boils down to it, they can either choose to either go with an engine that's easier to use, like Unity or Unreal, or else they can make their own in-house engine. Because Sony does it, Microsoft Studios do it, plenty of other developers also do it. So they're gonna have to figure something out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I think it's time for deals of the week. Roll the thing. Da, 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 da. It deals of the week. If you don't find what you want, then Sorry, we can't help you out. Yeah, sorry, we can't help you out. King of the Soft this week, Killer Bundle 27. That is 20 PC games all on Steam right now through Fanatical. It's $24.99. You can get Tomb Raider 1 to 3, the remastered, previously announced during the Nintendo Direct. Uh, That deal is expiring not until the 14th of February next year. But you can get them on Xbox One, Series X and PC via the Iceland Store. Uh, you do not need a VPN, uh, but you can get our Microsoft Store deals via Iceland for £16.59 pre-order. That is 34% off. Uh, the Namco Museum on Switch right now on Nintendo eShop is £5.99. Uh, you can find Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga on Steam for £3.19 via CD Keys. And Namco Museum Archives Volume 1 on Switch this week via the Nintendo eShop is just £3.99. Terraria uh, on Steam, uh, free shipping obviously, <laughs> £3.49 via Steam deals, not a bad deal at all. Ultimate Racing 2D via Steam, it is Steam Deck Verified, you can get that for 44p this week, that is 82% off. Hogwarts Legacy Digital Deluxe Edition right now, you will need a VPN set to Turkey, 
but you can get it set from the PlayStation Store for PS4 and 5 for just £23. Uh, Nintendo Switch Online 12 month this week uh, via family membership. Uh, it, on CD keys it is £22.99 for a year. That is £365. That is the standard, not the expansion. Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield Ultra Premium and Collection right now with the Charizard UPC at Magic Madhouse. With free shipping, it's £84.95. Uh, Hitman 3 World of Assassination in the UK and EU right now on CD keys. For PC, is £14.79. Uh, it's £14.79. Uh, you can get Lego Worlds on PS4 for £3.74. Uh, Marvel Avengers, the definitive edition right now, is available until the 30th of September. You can get that for £2.99 on Steam. Saints Row Day 1 edition on PS4 with a free PS5 upgrade is £6.87 via Amazon deals. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, the deluxe edition for Nintendo Switch, is digital. On the Nintendo eShop, it's £14.99. And you get Cyberpunk 2077 uh, with the uh, DLC, Phantom Liberty, uh, using the Ukraine VPN for just £12.62 uh, via GOG. Uh, you will need a U your VPN set to Ukraine, but you can get that from GOG for pre-order for £12.62. Uh, the Hong Kong Master on PS4 is just £2.09B this week via the PlayStation Store. That deal is expiring on the 27th of September, so we have a little bit of time. Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-year celebration on Steam is £3.44 via Green Man Gaming Deals. Uh, Deus Ex Collection includes uh, the Deus Ex Game of the Year, Invisible War, The Fall, Human Revolution DC and Mankind Divided, plus the Season Pass is £5.77. That is 17% off via Green Man Gaming. Uh, Final Fantasy X and X2 HD Remaster on Steam via CD Keys this week is £8.39. You can get EA Play one month discount offer right now for new and returning members until the 30th of September. Uh, that includes Titanfall 2, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Mass Effect Legendary Edition. All those games are available on there. It's 80% off this week down to 79p via PlayStation Store. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy on Steam is 26.99 via CD Keys. And last but not least, Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 2.5 Remix on PS4 is 30% off on Amazon for £8.45. And that is all for your deals of the week. Da, 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 it deals after a week. If you don't find what you want, then... Sorry, we can't help you out. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we can't it's help you week. out. <laughs> Welcome back. So, Starfield. Who's thinking about Starfield? Uh, I'm, yeah, I don't, there's a massive argument right now. I'm sure you've seen this, Bam, about pronouns in the game. Last for about all of eight seconds. <laughs> you basically just choose your pronoun. But there's our modders on Nexus mods right now that are releasing, trying to release mods or are releasing mods that remove that element from the game. Uh, Nexus mods, though, is apparently... <laughs> They are fine with bigots leaving over removed Starfield pronoun mod. Uh, the sites say it stands for diversity and inclusion and wants to promote a positive modding community. Uh, one of the largest online repositories, obviously, is Nexus Mods uh, for PC games. Uh, Starfield being one of the biggest games of this year, it's obviously there's going to be mods there. Uh, but there is a number of toxic losers apparently upset about Starfield being woke. Uh, however, if you try to download the mod uh, that removes... Uh, the pronoun 
uh, information from the game. Uh, you won't find it because the people running the site have taken it down. Uh, this has caused massive outrage amongst several members of the modding community. Um, a lot of the mods that are on there right now for bugs and obviously design choices, because there are bugs in Starfield. I'm not saying there isn't. Uh, there are a number of bugs that are just really irritating. A lot of them result from camera switching. They need to fix that immediately. Um, but there are mods currently out there that remove certain things about wokeness, including the fact that if you're a ma- if you have a male character, you can have a relationship with Sam Coe. They've that somebody's tried to remove that as well. Uh, in a mod, a report from 404 Media, which was published on Friday, uh, Nexus Mods said we don't see ourselves as a police of what people can and cannot mod into our, into their games. It does decide which content it wants to host or not host, and said the hosting the pronoun removal mod was not for us. Uh, it's certainly within our rights not to host content on our platform. Uh, the mod removal wasn't a political statement. Instead, it simply believes in diversity and inclusion, adding that removal of diversity while appealing to many does not promote a positive modding community. Uh, they aren't faced by toxic comments. There have been a number of angry hate messages on forums and social media threatening them. Uh, they're not apparently not phased or don't care about it. Uh, reinforcement, this has been the best course of action, has been the hatred, hatred, vitriol and threats of violence coming from a very small minority. Uh, we're not, we are not sad to see them go. Uh, this isn't the first time, obviously, they've been upset. A uh, number of modders have been upset because they're toxic dickheads. Uh, but Nexus took similar action against the mod Spider-Man Remastered. Uh, they removed pride flags from the New York City in the game. Uh, the mod would later be re-uploaded to the Internet Archive, uh, mod, which mods are no longer accessible, but you obviously can see which ones are previously out there. Uh, Nexus Mods had said in a blog post explaining why it had deleted the mod. We offer inclusivity. We offer diversity. We think someone is uploading a mod on our site with attention to, to be deliberately inclusive or or going against diversity, then we take action against it. Uh, your thoughts on this whole modding situation? I don't feel sorry for these modders who have put these stupid mods in in the first place. I mean, it doesn't really... I mean, it, it, in the comments, right, this is what made me laugh from this whole thing. I was reading some of the comments on the, uh, on the news that Nexus was removing it, and they said, I don't like mods. I don't know. I don't like pronouns. They're stupid and woke. <laughs> the thing is, he said I. I is a pronoun. Well, you just used a pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I think we know exactly what they meant. Yeah. They, them. But, they don't want they, them in it. Yeah, they, which, I mean, if it doesn't bother, if it doesn't, if it doesn't impact you, then what's the problem? Because it's, I mean that's that's the whole thing, but 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 that's the whole thing. So this this whole argument is stupid. It's stupid on the modders part. It's stupid on Nexus mods part. If somebody wants to get a mod, there 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 number one, there's hella mods online that people put into these video games that are racist, uh, uninclusive. These are not the only mods that are that 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 came into video games on PC at all. So this whole thing about them saying, "Well, we're gonna do this because it isn't inclusive," or it's is 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 doing this or is doing that? If somebody is playing a single player game because this is not a multiplayer game, this is a single player game. So if I want to play a game and if I want to have big titty anime chicks walking around in it, but 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 if I know <laughs> that you don't like big titty anime chicks, tough titty, it doesn't bother your game. It's, 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 it's bothering. It's, it's bothering 
it's bothering my game. It's only going to be in my game. You're not going to be able to see what I'm doing with my game. So I yeah. just think that this whole I think that this whole thing is stupid. If somebody wants to play a game and they don't want to see certain shit in it, and if it's mods out there available, which there are mods that change the race of characters, it changes the ethnicity of characters, it changes the whole look of characters. Nobody bats an eyeball. But again, I just think that the whole argument is dumb. If I want to play a game that yeah, doesn't have not- something in it, hey, then that's then that's just going to impact my game. It's not going to impact your game. Okay, just going back to what you said about the being mods that change the race and stuff of characters, real quick. In doing yeah. so, I'm presuming that they haven't excluded that. There was a they've game. They've included forget, most races you can forget, think of. The no, point negative, is. Negative. It takes out certain races. That's what I mean when I say that there are games that oh, do right, stuff right. with race and ethnicity. And they take out. they. So let's say you have uh, a Mexican character. It'll. It'll either change the character black or else it'll change the character white. But those mods have been existing. This is nothing new. And again, they're only doing this because it is for political reasons. Because again, they don't attack any other negative mods or piece of shit mods yeah. on PC. And there that's have why been I said, mods I in the past as well. For example, it I can't remember the game, but it changed all the black characters to have massive lips and noses. They, Do you exactly, remember what that like, game was? I don't. I don't remember the game, but but like I said though, this shit. Like, none of this stuff is brand new. Like, none of this is new. And again, they only attack the pride flags and these pronoun uh, mods because of, again, political reasons. Because if they really cared about negative mods impacting people negatively, then they would get off all negative mods. It wouldn't just be the ones that that are currently now, today, being talked about 24-7. That's why I said I think this whole argument is dumb on on, on both parties' parts. Because the shit is, like, like, if, if, if we look at it, it's, it's just dumb. It just doesn't make any sense because, again, these mods aren't impacting anybody but that person's game. Now, if that person wants to go online and be like, oh, look, like, look at this mod I have or whatever, people do that every day. Again, you can go on, on Twitter and you can see somebody playing a game and they got Sarah Morgan looking like a, looking like a model. Or else they got Sarah Morgan walking around with, with like double D titties. Or you look at Resident Evil 8 and see what they did to Lady like Dimitrescu. Like, these mods exist. And they aren't going to go anywhere. It doesn't matter if Nexus Mods takes it off. Somebody else is going to mod that out of the game, and it's going to be available somewhere else. But again, this game isn't multiplayer. If it's only single player, if somebody wants to change something, I know that these racist mods exist. Ones, ones that Major just now described, that doesn't impact my game. I don't, if you want to yeah. play a game and, and be a racist piece of shit, hey, man, you do you. Yeah. Not man, you going to fit to it? I just think that people need to mind their own friggin' way. It's just, it's not, like, if it doesn't hurt yeah. them, then there's no reason to worry about it. But they just don't care. They're like, oh, well, it's there, so it affects me. And it's like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> at all. Just take a hike, please. Just, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, I, 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 there's, a, there's a meme on Twitter right now about this whole thing. It's not about you, Karen. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that is a, a classic response to it. But I will say, I mean, if it's a sing, if it was a multiplayer game, I'd get the outrage. I'd get the reason to take it down because you're you're adding something that's likely going to affect you know other players who are going to be able to see it and they're going to be offended. But if you if you're just on your own and nobody's going to see it apart from you, then I don't really see the issue. However. <laughs> Let me ask Major a question real quick, right? Oh. You said that these people will see something and then they'll get offended online, right? 
would happen. Yeah, I mean, for example, if you, if you, for um, this, this is a extreme, it was extreme point, but if you, for example, had, um, say a a Latin woman, and Mm. you made like a mod that basically like made her eat beans the whole time, that Mm. would be offensive. And then you went into a multiplayer lobby. And was basically using that to incite hatred. You know what I mean? Like the like it's something that's extreme, like that I would get. But if it's just the case that you don't want to have they them as an option, you know, I don't I don't really yeah. see. You. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, there's going to be some that want it, and that's great. You know, all in for inclusivity. But if it's just a single player game that nobody else is ever going to see you playing with that with that option turned off. It doesn't really affect anybody else. And you played and beat the game, right? So, like, you know that outside of the character creation screen, none of that stuff matters. It makes no difference. Yeah. None. I mean, there is there is an option for gay and lesbian relationships in Starfield. You can have a relationship with Sam and with uh, Ad- Adriana, Adrienne. I can never say her name. Andresa. That's the one. Yeah, you can have a relationship by, with her, by the way. <laughs> I got that wrong last time we spoke because I'm in a full-blown relationship and she's her, she's replaced um, Thingy, Ashley from uh, Mass Effect is my new favourite relationship in a video game. The, this day them, I mean, I understand if it was a multiplayer game and you were deliberately making mods to incite hatred or just be a, a repulsive piece of crap to random strangers on the internet. Completely understand why you'd want to remove that mod. Stop giving would, people the I option. I would though. say though, I would say though, the only thing is, what happened? What about those people that play this mod and then decide to stream it? Because then, then that, you're I just. Mean, I mean, it has no bearing. Just, it has nothing, no bearing on the happens. Yeah, like you don't even get to even see it. It's only in the character creation screen. And again. I don't care about these people's feelings. I don't care about anybody's feelings. If you see something that you don't like, especially online, it's too easy to either log off or click away. Yeah, That's the problem yeah. with, with people nowadays. Everybody's so emotional. Everybody's there, so sensitive. There is, there this, is some this, changes in dialogue, like little bits. Like, for example, you may walk past and somebody's talking about something you did and go, oh, there he goes or there she goes. In, in which yeah. case, if you had the, the pronoun selected to they, them, it would be there they go. It makes absolutely no difference yeah. to the story whatsoever. Does absolutely nothing, changes nothing. It's just uh-huh. slight dialogue changes. That's it. And it's just I the way even, that other characters refer to you. Yeah, I mean, when you go, when you, for example, if you are, um, what was that mission? This You uh, see Vanguard when you basically take over or you help defeat the aliens and you, you uncover the, the, yeah, I'm not going to spoil the story because I'm trying not to ruin it for you. But there is a certain, at the end of that alien part of the UC Vanguard, uh, there is um, characters that when you go past and members of the UC security will say, well, there he, that's him. That's the guy that did this. It's, it's very rare. You, you won't you won't be able to interact with them. You'll just hear it off in the distance. Yeah. And then, and then I don't even, I don't even pay attention to those little. I don't know, man. I feel like everybody. I've paid attention to shit. everything. I feel like everybody's <laughs> just 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 looking for some shit to be outraged about these days. It's, it's just... You hate to see it. I, I love Starfield, though. Starfield, for me, I know there's going to be... We get comments all the time now on our, on our threads about Starfield is, flo- is star flop or 
You know, it's it's just stupid. Yeah, the game's I, amazing. It's a great game. It's not a Marvel. I told you. I tried to warn you about about engaging with all those weirdos on that app. You didn't want yeah, to. Yeah, I, I got kicked off of Twitter for it as well. Uh, damn. Yeah. I I shouldn't have responded, but then he started talking about my kids, and then that oh. yeah that was it. That was right, it. Okay. I I lost my temper with that. I was alright until that point where he started talking about my son and that, and then yeah, no 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 no. I wasn't having that. But then, yeah, I got uh, booted off Twitter for it. So, I'm back. I'm back on Twitter. I've actually got a new account. So, if you were following the old one, come follow me on the new one. It's the Major GE. Or at the Major GE. Uh, you'll find me on now. I will be uh, back on posting reviews this weekend anyway. Um, moving on, Ubisoft Montreal. Apparently, they've been very unhappy. Uh, they are the studio currently making Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, but Ubisoft has decided they're forcing... Uh, 4,000 employees to return to the office in Montreal's Mile End for the first time in three years, despite the fact they'd all signed new contracts promising they would be working remotely. Uh, many of them are furious and what they're being called broken promises from Ubisoft leadership. Uh, they did announce on the 11th of September, uh, so Monday, the studio's internet had been lighting up with posts ranging from mild concern to outright anger. Uh, a lot of the comments were made over the course of this week. There's currently 270 comments alone. Most, almost all of which are extremely negative. Uh, many of the comments list numerous issues employees have historically been working from the office before as reasons not to return, such as noisy calls, the increased expenses because Montreal is extremely expensive cities living, uh, a lack of sufficient equipment or accommodation because they're in Montreal is again very expensive to live in. Uh, so a lot of these guys have decided to move out of Montreal and live on the outskirts where it's cheaper and they can afford it. However, they have been obviously now being forced to return to work, which means they're going to have to move. Uh, the angle also runs deeper than inherent problems with returning to the office. There is a wider company culture of layoffs, uh, games cancellations and abuse allegations. Uh, this mandated office return seems to be the final straw for a number of employees who feel that Ubisoft management indifference to workers has gone off long enough. Uh, Ubisoft's return to office plan across, across all studios uh, was first kicked off in the summer of 2021, uh, obviously due to covid uh, they started to allow developers to start working from home, uh, which they did for Far Cry 6, Roller Champions for Honor, uh, and the multiple Assassin's Creed games were currently or have been released or in development. Uh, they have now changed because they were forced to return to the office. Instead, they were reassured repeatedly over the two years since that they could remain 100% remote long term, uh, with many making life changing decisions or even accepting job offers, assuming they could work from home for the foreseeable future. A number of documents circulated on the company intranet over the last few years then seem to back up this belief. Uh, Ubisoft has now claimed, uh, beginning on the September 11th, so last week, uh, Montreal employees are expected to work a minimum of two days a week out of the office. This requirement is mandatory for all employees without exception. Uh, the explicit needs once all solutions have been explored. Uh, the announcement immediately sparks anger. A lot of Montreal student developers I've said they are work. They have historically had to work from the office for reasons not to return, including transit costs, lack of equipment, very high accommodation costs, specific accessibility needs, including those who are disabled, and working styles. A handful of employees brought up the quality of the Montreal office, particularly mentioning past issues such as rats. The office is infested with rats, bugs, and they want to force people to go back. Yeah. And a lack of office perks, such as you have to pay for coffee. 
several race health if concerns. If it's rats and bugs inside the office, then they yeah, shouldn't be they shouldn't be letting people go about never mind forcing It's not even that that they shouldn't be letting them. Is that they can't legally make people go back into the office. Well, that's what. Well, that's. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. What is this story? No, I'm. I'm saying that that this story makes no sense because if, because if if that's true, then nobody's gonna be able to go back into the office. Yeah. Like, this, this, is this, what they, this is what developers have cited. There has been issues in the past with this office space in Montreal that so includes water leaking, rats, bugs, and the dearth of typical office perks such as free coffee. So this is in the past. This is recently. This is the reason why they've left the office and have been working remotely. They didn't want to go back. They've also said there's issues with transit costs because of the cost of Montreal. There's a lack of equipment in the office. So there might be a lack of computers, etc. Noisy phone calls in an open office. A handful of employees have brought up the quality of the office, particularly including water leaking, rats, bugs and typical office perks such as free coffee are being charged. They said perks of free coffee. That's crazy. I don't know, man. This is. I mean, tea, tea and coffee. You but you meant to supply access to a microwave and water. It depends on where you work at. Like, depending on where you work at, you don't get free coffee. You don't get free tea. Usually, depending on the office area. And again, your boss, because I've worked inside the office plenty, plenty places, and sometimes you have to put a quarter towards the coffee or a quarter towards the tea. But sometimes I used to buy, it's free. I used to buy the tea every week itself because nobody. That's what I'm saying. So, 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 like, so, like. If you buy the tea, then that's you know what I'm saying. That's the, that's not the office buying it. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. This yeah. this this these stories just don't. I don't know. I don't know how it. Like I don't know how it is over in Canada or like what what happens. But I'm pretty sure that it's better than what it is in America. And even in America, if you're working under these working conditions, that's that's against the law. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ubisoft has been accused of several previously for like sexual and physical assault and bullying and. So I don't think they really care what the law is, unless somebody makes a complaint to the legal, like uh, to a lawyer or a, a you know legal yeah. authority. Nothing will get done. It's the same thing with Activision Blizzard. That stuff went on for years. Nobody said anything until somebody did, and then yeah, started changing. But these developers are speaking out though. That's what I'm saying. So if they speak, yeah, but out, on a company intranet, not public. They're not doing it publicly. They're speaking on the internal Slack channels. And, if you work somewhere where the working conditions was this bad, would you not speak out publicly? What is I, speaking I, out? I would, I would go a, to immediately to the newspapers. <laughs> what is what is speaking out inside an internet thread going to do? That's, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't believe any. Of, I'm very pessimistic already. I don't believe any of this shit. Like I'm a grown. I'm over 30 years old. I know for a fact if I have to go somewhere to work and it's rats and roaches and bugs all over the place running around, I don't care. Listen, you can't fire me at that point. And if you do, I'm just gonna sue you. Because again, that's against the law. Like I don't, yeah. I don't understand how any grown adult can just let this stuff happen to them, and then instead of speaking out publicly, you just go into an internet thread and speak about it publicly. Because well, either way, I, I, nobody's gonna there, find there out. Is, I mean, there is a fan. There is a theory about this, and it's usually because Ubisoft is considered amongst one of the biggest publishers in the world. And if you Basically, going against Ubisoft, they could have you blacklisted for working anywhere else. Uh, games development in companies like Ubisoft, Activision, EA, those are some of the best-paying jobs in the industry. And if you're earning $100,000 a year, would you really want to go against the company that's giving you that money, not buying the hand that feeds you? 
This yeah, they could be the element of, I don't want to screw this up because I need the money, I've just paid for this or this, and I need to pay this off, or I've got bills and I've got children and I can't afford to lose my job. It could I be mean, that it's, I want to it's too easy to go against. It's too easy to go against big corporations. Again, if these people fire you over you speaking out about your working conditions, which already is against the law, you could just mm. sue them for everything that they got. And even if they don't want to go to court, they're going to settle out of court, and you're going to get a big bank anyways. So, I mean, again, if I got responsibilities, and if I know, I know me, I'm not working inside no building with no rats and no bugs. So, I just don't understand. Yeah, I, don't, again, I don't understand why they still again, like said, in the first no, place. No, but like I said, though, Major, though, is that these people are speaking out in internet threads. If Ubisoft looks into it, and if they get their people to look into it, they're going to find out who it is anyways. So, mm. so, so either way, it's a lose-lose if, if, if people are scared of losing their job. Either way, they're going to find you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, several developers did say the reason, several reasons they don't want to return. One particular was COVID-19, because there has been, obviously, with the time they've returned to the office, it started spreading again. Uh, many developers accused Ubisoft of breaking its promises around 100% work-from-home policy. With multiple, multiple employees saying they'd either accepted a job at Ubisoft or made a life-changing decision, such as buying a house, believing it was a permanent policy. Uh, one key theme in many comments is afford a lack of trust in the company to provide good working conditions. Uh, the company has been rocked with allegations of toxic work environments. Uh, some of these allegations have yet to be sufficiently addressed, including several rounds of layoffs and uh, claims of sexual assault in the office. Uh, some other multiple releases are not well as been underperformed. A number of these jobs were cancelled because Ubisoft tried to claim they were underperforming in their roles. Uh, with that much chaos so readily apparently external, uh, surprising that a Montreal return to office reneg is serving as the final straw for many, considering of what previously they've done. Uh, several employees have gone as far as to speculate the change was effectively a soft layoff in on the part of Ubisoft to offset recent financial woes uh, because a number of their games did not do very well. Uh, introducing unpopular policy that suggested Ubisoft could push employees to quit and reduce headcount without having to pay severance. Uh, which could be the reason they're doing this, is they're trying to get those people out the door without having to pay them any money back. Uh, that, that, if they quit, you don't get severance Yeah. Back. That could be one way of getting rid of them. That, that does sound plausible. If you've yeah. got serious financial troubles, but you don't want to sack people because then you'd have to give them money anyway, change up a major pol positive policy, policy that everybody's enjoying and force yeah. everyone to come back into the office so they don't want to be. Have them jump before you need to push them, basically. Yeah. Uh, multiple commenters point out Ubisoft has had long agreements with the Montreal government to bring jobs and foot traffic to Montreal in return for significant tax credits that have driven wider industry growth. Uh, but the problem has historically been a controversial one, and it may be well under scrutiny again, seeing as Montreal's wider struggles to rejuvenate its downtown post-pandemic and the broader trend in working disinterest in returning to the office space. Uh, the blog post cite things like Ubisoft culture and collaborations are the reason they need to turn to the office. This came from Ubisoft. Ubisoft culture is the reason they to turn to the office. Uh, never once explain what problems or lack of these things have caused or what steps have been taken to alleviate them before returning to return to the office as a solution. Or what kind of changes management expects to see as a result of returning to the office and how we are to ensure the success of this plan. Uh, the lack of substance about why we are doing this and how we can know if it's working has led a lot of people to believe the reasons we are being given are lies. Uh, there's been an imminent exodus, exodus 
Uh, several employees have said they are looking to leave Ubisoft if they're forced to do this. Uh, solutions aren't working well thus far. One said employees who have been using standing desks or other specific equipment from home are unable to get what they need in the office without a fight and 20 doctor's notes. Uh, the accommodation system seems to be bottlenecking quickly due to a flood of requests. Uh, another person noted that Ubisoft leaders appear to be delegating responsibility to managing employee frustrations to middle management who seem largely powerless to address the anger and they don't have any real power to address their concerns. So, uh, yeah, uh, Ubisoft obviously has responded. Uh, they have said, like many companies in entertainment and tech, we're asking for our colleagues to come back to the office for key moments identified by each team. We are convinced that the synergy, in-person discussions, rapid iterations, and sense of belonging that happens more in person will help us be more effective and agile together and achieve our business goals. Uh, we are convinced the synergy, in-person discussions, rapid iterations, and a sense of belonging that happens more in person will help us be more effective and agile together. Uh, this was originally announced in June, uh, but the move is going ahead on September 11th. We are accompanying our colleagues through these changes, giving them additional flexibility over the next eight weeks or more to adapt, uh, which may be clear how popular this is, considering Montreal is currently in the studios developing Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is due out in the next couple of weeks. And if they lose a lot of their developers on the end of their life cycle, their game is going to suffer with bugs. I guarantee it probably will. Uh, Kotaku also reported Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I've been looking forward to this. Unfortunately, it's next gen only. Uh, but apparently, it's going to be for the first three months before it comes to PS4 and PC. Uh, but it's going to be PS5 for the first three months. However, there has been an issue with it. And they're saying that players won't be able to import their save from the last game. Which doesn't make any sense to me. Bam, have you played? Did you play the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, your first game? The the original game? Yeah. Yeah, I played some of it. I think I got to the very end, but they started talking about that the D, that this game wasn't coming out until three years later. The DLC wasn't coming out, so but I did make it to the end of the game. Why? Wow, what's up? Uh, so Final Fantasy VII Rebirth apparently won't let players import saves from the last game. It so all the change, all the, the stuff developers, you did in the last game right now. The developers already came out and said that 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 this like yes it's it's like a sequel to that remake part but it doesn't really have anything to do with that so none of that stuff really matters it's like well it didn't original because if you if you made specific choices that you didn't find for example one of your one of the aeons you didn't get them but then suddenly you've got it in the second one like it doesn't really line up I mean yeah but this this remake the remake FF7 remake even though it's called FF7 Remake, it's not a remake of the original game. So the the thing like it's the same characters, but it's not the same story. So I mean, even if you play Rebirth, so let's say you didn't play FF7 Remake, they're going to do a uh, they're gonna do one of those little one of those little trailers to give you like a like recatch you up, but Rebirth isn't gonna be it's going to be taken after the place of what happened in FF7 Remake, but if you play the game and, if, and when you get to the end, whenever you... So Aerith even says, when, when we step through this, we're not going to be going... Like, we're not coming back and things aren't going to be the same. So it's like... And that's why in Rebirth trailer, like you hear Sephiroth say, when worlds collide or when worlds merge together, it's like different timelines and different universes. That's why Zack is alive in this next game. When if you play the original game, Zach died before the events of FF7. Yeah. So, like, that's why none of this stuff is going to matter because you're going to be in a whole other timeline of universe anyway. So, even if you played FF7 Remake, 
none of that stuff is going to matter if it trans transferred over or not. Because mm. it's not a direct sequel. Yes, it's a sequel, but it's not like if you played. Let's say you played. Uh, I'm trying to think of a game that does it, man. Like it's, it's it's not a lot of games that do that, but like I'm trying to think. So let me just give you an example. Let's play. Like let's say Last of Us Two wasn't what it was. Let's say Last of Us Two was directly after Last of Us One. Like as soon as you get done telling Ellie, I promise that these people didn't have a, uh, a cure for you. And then let's say the Last of Us Two started off right there. And let's say it gave you all the weapons, all the same weapons that you had. Like like, like let's say it it transferred your direct save. And you had you know max health. You had all, like all your guns with all the upgrades. This game isn't that. It's not. It's not a game like that. So even if you did have save data, you wouldn't start off with max health, or you wouldn't start start off with, with like max SP with the same spells. Rebirth isn't going to do that for you. Yeah, I don't like that way of doing it though. I would have preferred it if they gone the other way and like actually had a continued save. They'd be, be like the four discs spread over four games, but. Yeah. I mean that's that's the point. What was the point of buying the first one if you? It's not the same. I don't, when you don't, I don't know why they split. I don't know why they split everything up, but they said that this next game is going to be two two four K Blu-rays, so it's going to be two two discs. So I'm guessing it. this game is going to be massive. Well, apparently it's going to be in excess of around fifty sixty hours uh, over the two discs. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I've, if I can get a PS5 before February, I'm hoping for Christmas. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be jumping on that definitely. A PS5 still hard to get over there. In, 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 they're not, but in, there's, in the UK there's, there's so much to pay out at the moment, and we're making a game which the early stages is coming out of my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> until I can get to, to the point where I can PS5. send this off to publishers. You, you should go tell Callum to give you his because Callum isn't playing his anyway. So that is true. Callum, I'll never see that in. dude online. Give me your PS5, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never see him online, yo. You're expecting Callum to do something like that, really? Well, he, he wanted me to pay £5 for speakers. Buy speakers. I know he sells a lot of his stuff on the usual. I don't think he's ever given me anything for free, but... It, it will affect your Christmas present this year, that dude. <laughs> I know, it's my I what do you guys want Callum. for Christmas from us? I'm still uh, getting my Christmas gift from, from last year. I did say this to you, like we couldn't get it from flipping. Yeah, I'm still waiting for you. Yeah, but I asked you. No, you, no, you, no, 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 no. You said to me that if I'm because I'm moving, can't get it at the moment because I'm moving. So I was Uh waiting to see where you were, what your nearest store was, so you can go pick it up. But you said no, so then I didn't get one in the end. I'm gonna need them receipts. Yeah, well, it's great. Christmas is coming. So I'll try to get my gift, man. Yeah, don't remind me. Yeah, I'm hoping if we have, uh, if we get closer with this game development, because it is supposed to be ending this week, uh, to getting closer to finishing the artwork and sending everything off, we might be at the Game Awards this year, Bam. So if we are, I might send you along in my place and get to the Game game Awards. Yeah, to the Game Awards. Like California? It is indeed. That's why you can't go. I'm not going to California. Yeah, I know you're in Florida, but you know, it's like it's like a three-hour drive. I'll send you down there. Three-hour drive to where? California. California's what? not three hours away from me. What are you talking about? Is it not? I thought it was about like three that hours. Thing, down bro, that thing is that thing's on the west coast. I'm on the east coast. Okay, you just got to drive across country. <laughs> that thing would take forever. I'll pay for your flight. There. I'll pay for your flight. You can get an internal flight to California. <laughs> 
Fair enough, isn't it? Hey, let me know, man. Let me know. <laughs> When we get closer to it, we're going to see if we can get this artwork done. But I do want to thank everybody that saw uh, we were speaking about our game at West, including Lee from Rapid Eye Movers and uh, Joel Tittle. Um, they're very interested. They said what we do in is brilliant. Uh, so I'm hoping you guys like it as well when we do start releasing stuff. Um, we have got some music. We're going to be releasing a soundtrack and EP for the game as well. Uh, there'll be a whole. We've got. I've got the whole marketing plan sorted. At the moment, I just need artwork so we can send it out to publishers. So if there's any publishers who'd like to learn more, or to see what we're currently working on, uh, drop me an email. Hello at gamesinquiry.com. Uh, when we come back, we've got to speak about One Piece. I love this show so much. Uh, there's also news about the Nintendo Museum from the Nintendo Direct. We are going to be catching everyone's thoughts and everything shown during those two showcases. And uh, Marvel's Werewolf by Night is returning uh, for next Halloween, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, when we come back, don't go anywhere.
Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is episode 115 of the Talking Games podcast. Don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquiry.com. You can find us on all socials, forward slash gamesinquiry everywhere. We are on YouTube. Um, I have got another video dropping this week. We are trying to get it uploaded because it is 23 gigabytes long. Uh, it's about two hours. It's covering complete the whole thing of West. Uh, and I'm going to be trying to get some developer interviews up by the end of this week as well, um, as well as some topics. I do need somebody to join us on YouTube. Chloe, if you are coming back, please let me know because we need more videos. <laughs> okay. I'll have to see what my PC is doing, but yeah. Well, you got a bit of PC yeah. we'll anyway. Talk so. about, true. Well, well, yeah. We'll talk about that another time. Okay. Uh, so PlayStation and Nintendo both aired on the same day, uh, pretty much. Uh, I want to know your thoughts. Which one was better, Sony's State of Play or Nintendo's Direct? Nintendo Direct. Yeah. I mean, I, I have read this criticism. Sony's State of Play was absolute trash <laughs> it was just 30 minutes of nothing oh like, we got a load of bandai thing. stuff for tales of rise and hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on y'all saying spider-man 2 ff7 rebirth and hell divers 2 was nothing That's i mean we got, 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 got a lot of the stuff nothing. we already knew about i mean the, the spider-man stuff was basically showing the suits that were in the game which was cool i'm not I'm not against that but a lot of it was stuff we already knew about, like the separate ways DLC. We knew they were making that already. Uh, they announced it's going to be on VR. We knew about that already for Resident Evil. Uh, the release date obviously was confirmed. We knew Roblox was coming to PS4. That was released last week before they even put it on the PlayStation Play. So I don't know why they added that. I mean, Baby they, Steps is pretty decent. I don't, I don't, I like that. Ain't nobody, don't nobody care about the Baby Steps, but. So you telling me that since you knew about everything that was in the state of play, and then we knew about everything that was in that Nintendo Direct, because aside from Paper Mario, a thousand year door, which I'm super hyped for, that's one of my favorite games of all time. Aside from that, because they already showed Princess Peach, uh, that that Mario vs Donkey Kong was trash. Nobody asked for that. We would have rather have gotten either that inside the Game Boy Advance emulator for the subscription that we already paying for versus fifty dollars or sixty dollars for that title. We knew about Super Princess Peach. Um, we knew about the Mario Kart DLC, and everything else was just fluff. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Well, Wargroove Two. Who? Chucklefish. Wargroove Two. That's coming out later this year. That's Chucklefish. That game looks incredible. Ain't nobody um, checking for that. Princess Peach Showtime. We only got rumors of that last year. We didn't. No, we didn't. Get... No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. They showed that. They showed that at the June showcase or at the June Nintendo Direct. We seen that. You knew about that. I haven't seen it. Spy Anya, that's set for a console's <laughs> next year. That's based on the anime series. First time that's ever been made into a game. That game you is looking like trash, that. by the way. That game is looking like trash, by the way. I love Spy it's Family. It's anime. Anya. I love Spy Family, but again, everybody knows that that, 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 that game is going to be trash. F-099, is that trash? F-099. Nobody, again, nobody in the Nintendo community or inside the inside the oh, F-Zero community. Oh, I disagree, mate. Going off Shinobi. No, Shinobi, listen, Shinobi does not equate to the to the F Zero community. If you go on Reddit, if you go on Twitter and look at people's reactions to this, some people Wait, like it, but most people, you know, you know, but, we've got a Nintendo on. Switch group, innit? Hold on, twenty six thousand. <laughs> What'd you say? We have a Nintendo Switch Facebook group, twenty six thousand members. Okay. Yeah, and the majority of them are very excited about F Zero <laughs> Again, 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 I just said some people wanted that. Some people, and I said that the majority of people, because again, you could go on Twitter and look at the outrage over it. There's plenty of people saying that Nintendo are out of touch because people have been asking for an F-Zero game, either a remake of the GameCube game, or else they want a full-on, blown-out, brand-new F-Zero game. 
Nobody wanted F099 when people have been clamoring are, and begging for a new F0 game. You are saying this as if Twitter is the best place to go. No, for I said, I said go on like Twitter. Stuff. See, you see, Chloe, you wasn't listening. And also, you don't even play F Zero. You're not, you're not, you're not in tune with the community. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm in tune with the F Zero community. People have been right, asking for again. State, you think the state of play was better than Nintendo Direct? I'm no. I'm trying to figure out why. I'm trying to figure out because again, I'm a huge Nintendo fan, and like I said before, I preface this by saying, aside from Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, which again, that's one of my favorite games of all time. I'm trying to figure out how was this Direct that was filled with fluff. And they had a well, couple what of good about games, Tomb Raider but, okay. 1 to 3 remastered? I'm okay, good, it's gonna run, it's just gonna give me run worse than Tomb Raider 1 through 3. That it, 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 exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like a lot of this stuff that they came out and showed, while it's cool, but it's not it's not something that's it's, it's not plausible. I'm, I don't want a Tomb Raider remastered on a Switch. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want that, bro. I'm not asking for something that's running at sub 20 FPS on a, on a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> and I probably play more Nintendo Switch than anybody inside this podcast. I'm not, I'm not looking for that. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm just trying to figure out how, because because you and Nightmare said that that the state of play was a bunch of nothing. So I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying well, which one's better because I enjoy both shows. I'm just trying to figure out how was this direct that was filled with fluff and Paper Mario and a Thousand Year Door, which was amazing. How was that better okay, than well, Spider Man Two and FF Seven Rebirth? As as much as I was excited to see Spider Man Two news, other than that, that was kind of it. And then you just had uh, FF Seven. Uh, as Rebirth. far as the Nintendo Direct goes, right. I was more upset about the fact that it, they just were announcing ports, and then the only uh, F Zero thing were like, "Hey, here's a battle royale that no one asked for, Thank and you. no one wanted." But, like, even then, Nintendo still wins on that department because it felt like they actually cared and didn't just throw a bunch of trailers together and then called it a day. I mean, I mean, I to, me, that's, to me, that's what the... I hear what you're saying, uh, Nightmare, but... Showcase felt like. I, I hear what you're saying, Nightmare, but you said that Nintendo cared. Well, clearly, they don't care because you just said that they threw together a bunch of ports, right? Now, on top of them throwing together nothing but ports and remakes at you, right... I need you to think about yeah. the price. The price of these games are priced at fifty to sixty dollars for, for for ports of old video games like Donkey Kong versus Mario, which is a Game Boy Advance game, which they could have just gave us yeah. the original game, which has a better art style, inside the Game Boy Advance emulator for our subscription price already. On top of that, I already know you know and I know Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door. Since that's coming out next next year, twenty twenty four, that's gonna be a normal price game. It's not gonna be like when they shadow dropped Metroid Prime remake, which I don't know why this wasn't shadow dropped. You know what I'm saying? This should have just been shadow dropped at 40 to 30 bucks because that's what it's that's what it's worth. But instead, we getting that in 2024 because they wrapping up development on these on these Switch titles because the Switch 2 or Super Nintendo Switch is coming out next year. So they trying to get they <laughs> all they do is try to get their buck. I don't think they care. Nintendo just knows that since they no. they wrapping up development on the switch and wrapping up games on the switch that they trying to get as much dollars as they can yeah no that's that's my main problem with the but i mean yeah it's just i i don't get why they're still pumping out all these games that people have been waiting for when they could keep them as like next console launch titles but i don't know uh, man as far as yeah as far as the direct goes i i just thought it was at least a bit better like definitely yeah. none of them were great, but it was a bit better. 
Yeah, I was just trying to figure out like like why. Like I said, I don't really care which of them was better because they both showed games that um I'm super hyped for. I was just trying to figure out you and Major's reasoning behind it. Like, why do y'all like? Because to me, I, I thought that was a bunch of fluff. I mean, you got to understand it's going to be another one in November for another direct. Uh, that's their main one. If it's not one in November, it'll be in February for the first part because we we are waiting for confirmation from Nintendo for the Switch too which there was internal sources claiming that it would have been this year. Uh, so I'm suspecting there will be another Direct this year uh, at some point to kind of unveil the Switch 2. There, there was belief maybe that they would have done it this one. The fact they didn't would lead me to believe there is another one coming this, before the end of this year uh, to show off the Switch 2. Otherwise, it will be in February. Um, but I, I, the PlayStation stuff, there was a lot of stuff there that I just I, weren't, I wasn't interested in at all. Like Spider-Man stuff, great. Thanks for showing and telling us more. But the, all they did was just show the, the costumes and stuff. And a lot of it was in the first game. A lot of the costumes they've added were in the original game. There may be about 10, 15 costumes that weren't. And that's great. Thank you for that. But, you know, that you didn't, tell you me didn't like to see any, buy this You didn't like this. Major, Major, you didn't like to see any of, uh, like, any of, like, the lizard stuff. You didn't like seeing, like, any of, like, the fast travel stuff, the symbiote stuff. Like, you didn't care for none of that? I, I imagine that. What they'll do is they'll have some suits from the first game, and then like as, and then out on top of that, add more suits. I don't think that they're going to be the type of developers to just be like, half of our half of the suit library in the new game is just suits from the old game. Like I don't think that they would do that. I mean, I don't know. Touching one of the costumes I showed, there was supposed to be sixty-five. Yeah, they said sixty-five. I haven't counted how many was actually shown in the trailer, but. Some of the ones they showed were in the first game. So I don't know whether they're all in, like, how many exactly are in the first game, but there is quite a few that was, yeah. them specifically. Now, they've also added, said, there's 65 costumes. I'm not going to be playing with 65 costumes. I'll probably use three or four out of the total, because that's typically what I do with the first one. I only use three or four of them, uh, particularly ones that had, like, the, the electricity ability. Like, I use that, or the claws. But I didn't use anything else. So, you know, I, it doesn't really interest me about suits. I want to see actual physical gameplay. I want to understand the mechanics. I want to see what features, new features they've added. That's what I asked you. Like, you didn't, you didn't care. That's what I was asking you. So for, like, the gameplay mechanics, you didn't care for any of, like, any of that fast travel or, like, any of the stuff that they was talking about, what they was doing with the city, with, the with, with like, the web gliding suit. You didn't care for any of that. I mean, the, the city looks amazing. I've been covering that already. The city looks great. The the new updated graphics have had it look amazing. Fast travel is, is to be expected. Yeah, but I'm saying, knew like... going to be fast travel. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying for as, as, as new mechanics goes for the game. So when I said how they built the city, which they showed a clip, when they was talking about it, and it's like it's got these points to, to when you hold L two and R two, and you prepare yourself through the city to get to get places faster. Because they said that they upgraded the size of New York. I don't even know about how much, but that's it's, that's it's about that they added about third to half the size bigger. But that's the new thing that they that they said that they added into the game on top of the web gliding suit with with the uh with those wind tunnels that you can use to get around the city faster, and then on top of the Grand Theft Auto Five S character switch, which is seamless. Like those, like like that's all new. That's what I'm asking. Like, that's like, that's not a new mechanic. Not for, pad that's a new mechanic for Spider Man. No, 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 no. That's 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 a new mechanic for Spider Man. Oh, for Spider Man, yeah, but in gaming in general, it's not. But that's what I'm saying though. But it's a new mechanic for for that franchise. Like this has never been done before inside Spider Man. 
Well, there's only been three games in total that released since. There's been, there's been, there's no major. Well, there's been over, there's been over 15 Spider-Man games. Period. I'm yeah, talking but about no, Spider-Man as a whole. Yeah, but I'm talking about Spider-Man as a whole, not just in. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I know that. I know there's like, there's, I've played half of the older retro ones when I was on right. Xbox and PS2, and but I'm saying from like since Insomniac took over, they've only really released three, so they can't really say it's a new thing for Spider-Man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's that's great, but it's been in gaming for for decades. It's not anything I mean, new. I mean, you guys, thanks for adding it, but I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's not see, that's not something. I mean, the fact argument. you can get around using I've a wind seeing, tunnel is something that's going to get me to buy it. I've been seeing this argument on on Twitter all over the place. Yes, it's been in gaming, but again, it's just like how Assassin's Creed innovated that fighting style, and then Batman Arkham Asylum copied it, and Spider Man is also using that same fight system. Again. Yeah. Everybody in the industry is going to piggyback ideas and use ideas that they've seen in other games, but it has not been done on this level. That's what I'm I'm, I'm speaking on, on what Insomniac is doing. No game has fast travel that is that seamless. No game has done character switching that is that seamless. Nobody yeah, what what score? Considering what Starfield is getting review bombed, do you think Spider Man is going to get review bombed as every, well? Every oh, game yeah, gets review sure. bombed. Every game gets review bombed. The not, not to the mate. There was they were signing up on Metacritic using Xbox Twitter accounts. Yes, yes everybody. But like does. popular Xbox Twitter accounts and, and giving it a zero. Major, this is why I told you not to get engaged with these people because now like you seeing all this shit and you thinking like, wow, I, I can't, I can't believe, people, I can't believe that they doing this. These fanboys do it on every release. It don't matter if it's an Xbox game or if it's a PlayStation game. Spider-Man will get review bombed just like The Last of Us 2 got review bombed, just like Ghost of Tsushima got review bombed, just like Starfield got review uh, got review bombed. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, which one do you think was a better production overall? Was it Nintendo or PlayStation's? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm biased for Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door, so I got to say that, that, that the Nintendo was better, but that's just because, again, Paper Mario is probably my favorite game ever. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. There was uh, rumours that there would be a new Donkey Kong game. Um, I'm upset that it wasn't a new Donkey Kong or a Wind Waker, because that was exactly what it was meant to be there. Uh, we didn't get yeah, any picture of them, but... Uh, I'm looking forward also to Cy- Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Libby. That was on the PlayStation stuff. Um, I'm going to be reviewing that game when it drops next week. Uh, that's going to be keep an eye out for that. I've got so much to do. This I've just got I've got too many reviews and too many games to go through and... Everybody's unwell or doing other stuff right now, so I'm having to do a lot of it on my own. Um, we've also got news that One Piece Season 2 has been confirmed. It's been renewed already. Uh, I don't know whether you guys have been watching this show, but I absolutely... It is a perfect retelling of the games. Like, it's brilliant. The actors they cast are perfect for the role. Uh, the, the story is by almost exactly One Piece. In fact, there was some, was some that was angry... That it was such a perfect retelling of the games. But it's just so well done. Uh, Netflix has renewed the uh, live action adaptation for a second season. Uh, just two weeks after its August 28th debut. Uh, that is something that's pretty much unheard of with Nintendo. We have to wait nearly a year usually for, for news of, of a new season. Uh, Nintendo, you mean Netflix? Netflix, sorry. I've got Nintendo on the <laughs> You're saying game too. You're saying perfect recreation of the game. It is yeah, a perfect, a TV show is like the perfect recreation of the of the games. Like one no, piece no, it's, it's, isn't one piece the a anime. show? Yeah, it's, what, yeah. What he's saying it's is it's an anime. Yeah, 
but this is a live action version. So it's the it's an anime series they made into the games, but it's copying the games. Right. And it's very very close to the games. You better make Nightmare have a heart attack. This is a live action version of the anime, not well, the game. I, I know, I know what it is. I know you know it what wasn't it is. Aware about the game part. To, yeah, I, I know that you're trying to correct Major on what he said, but <laughs> that's why I said he's he gonna make you have a heart attack. <laughs> I know you're a big anime fan, but from the points I've seen from the games, it is more reminiscent from what I've seen of the games than it is the anime cartoons. Anyway, moving on. Uh, since people around the world have certainly been enjoying the show, which makes the hard work for the production team truly worth it. Uh, Oda, the creator, said two weeks after the launch, and just received some great news. Netflix has decided to renew the show. Uh, they said the episode count and story details will be shared at a later date. However, the first season was comprised of eight episodes for around an hour each. Uh, Oda caveated that it still take a while to get the scripts ready, so you may not see it before 2024. However, he said he also teased that moving forward, the Straw Hats will need a new Doctor. No doubt teasing the uh, fan favorite character of Tony, Tony Chopper, uh, the human reindeer hybrid. Uh, Chopper's edition has been a highly anticipated one. Uh, just how Netflix would have that little guy into live action remains to be seen. Uh, but co-showrunner Stephen Mader admitted in a lengthy interview with IGN uh, that Chopper would indeed be a challenge, although it seems there's a challenge they're willing to take on soon enough. Uh, Oda's assertion they still need to get the script slightly ready. Uh, also accompanies Tomorrow Studio CEO Marcy Edelstein stating in a recent interview with Variety, we've got the scripts ready should the season be renewed. So it could be that we could see it before the end of this year, another season, which would be nice. Uh, realistically, though, it could be a year away. Uh, they said somewhere between a year to 18 months we'll be ready to air. However, it's worth noting that additional script work cannot be done while Hollywood's rights remain on strike uh, because the show was filmed prior uh, to the SAG-AFRA strikes of this year. So it could be it could be some time before we actually see anything. Uh, the relatively quick renew is obviously a mark show of strong confidence on Netflix's part. They don't usually do this. Uh, Wednesday, a massive... Sorry, time... oh, go on. I, I was just going to say, haven't every time they have done that, it's gone to flop after? No. So technically, Netflix's policy is they'll wait until everyone stops watching the show to see what the overall numbers are before they decide oh, right, on okay. the third season. What they've done in this case is they've the show's still being watched, and millions of people are still watching it. Some people haven't even finished it, and they've already said, right, we're running this for a second season, regardless what the overall total number is by the end of the first one. They did the same with Stranger Things in the first season. They wait until people stop watching it, then they announce the second season. But then as it gained more popularity, they started automatically renewing it, for a se- another season after that because they knew what the popularity would be in this case they did they they're not even waiting until the final show numbers they're just green line and ahead it. yeah uh there's obviously cowboy bebop which was cancelled three weeks after its debut uh which had 18.5 million views uh showed a much stronger viewership though with uh, one piece uh, there's 140 million hours viewed over the first four days of release flipping it Wow. So the One Piece TV show had 140 million hours views uh, in four days. In just four days. Uh, it's staying power likely convinced Netflix to go ahead, uh, logging another 19.3 million views last week. So in total, live a- this live action One Piece series has gone in excess of 30 million views. 
dear God. That's a lot. The problem is that gives them an awful lot to live up to for season two and any other seasons that get greenlit after this one. So it's like they're already on a high pedestal as it is. Yeah. And now they've got to try and aim higher. They're really going to have to smash the next season out of the park to get it past that. To get it past 30 million. That's insane. In fact, it's not even 30 million. It's nearly 40. It's like 36, 37 million people. That's just a huge amount for for a live action adaptation. You don't usually see that on Netflix nowadays. I think the only couple of shows I've ever surpassed that is stuff like Stranger Things. Uh, the last couple of stories though, Nintendo Museum will be opening in Kyoto next year. Uh, they have open construction will end in March 2024. Uh, there is a giant uh, Mario block on the roof. Apparently, you can go take photos with. Uh, previously called the Nintendo Gallery, now we can call the Nintendo Museum. Uh, it's going to be based, obviously, in Japan, which I'm hoping one day I'll be able to get out there and see it. Uh, it's in Kyoto's Yuji City. Uh, the function, these functions will be transferred to Nintendo's other plant in Yuji City. I mean, for the while, the uh, building was sitting unused. Nintendo announced it was turning the plant into a museum. Uh, decided to build a Nintendo Museum as part of its redevelopment plan for their office spaces. Uh, this will be the first time Nintendo has exhibited some of its products, some of which including memorable memorabilia, which haven't been seen in several decades, are about to be revisited and put on display. Including some of the early uh, cards that we used to ship when the Nintendo first started. Apparently there's going to be a big card display for some of those game playing cards they used to do. Uh, and a lot of the original games as well. There's a lot of uh, old consoles and stuff that never came to fruition, and original Game Boy designs and original games and drawings and stuff that they did that never ever saw the light of day that's all going to be in the museum I need to get to new, I need to get to Kyoto, <laughs> almost, to sh- to Kyoto. it's almost a shame that it's in Japan yeah I mean I... it's, it's, it's they're, they're only doing it because they needed somewhere for this office space and they had nothing to use it for because the building was originally used to make their playing cards when Nintendo first started like the 1960s or 70s and then they obviously transferred all their stuff into offices because they start moving more into games and not so much into playing cards. But yeah. the factory they still own and they haven't touched it since. So now they just decide, okay, well, what can we do with this space now? We've been sitting there. Turn it into money, so, yeah, I mean, I would like to see them bring something to the US or UK eventually because I do want to go see a lot of this old memorabilia. Some of this stuff is has never been seen before and they're finally showing it to the public and I just think that's brilliant. I want that. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff for like Xbox, the original Xbox stuff they originally doing, and Microsoft, and and there's a uh, people will still. I don't know how many wrestling fans are listening to this, but there's the old WWE uh, Performance Center that people want a physical museum hall of fame uh, because there is a lot of memorabilia for the last 50 years that they just they've locked away in a warehouse and nobody gets to go look at. So I would like to see that actually turn into a physical museum, stuff like that. I mean, Nintendo yeah. doing it's great because they've got a lot of uh, like the original. Uh, Super Mario, there was apparently a statue made um, that wasn't finished and just were basically just stuck in an office and left it. That's no Nobody's ever seen it. No no member of the public has ever looked at it. And I would actually like to see it. It's the original Mario from the original game. Uh, when they were designing it, they made, basically made like a 3D model of it mm. that nobody ever saw. I, really, I want yeah. to see that myself. If, if, you, if this museum opens and it's there... Someone take a picture and send it to me, please. If you, if you can. <laughs> I want to see it. I have to like this. There's a lot of rumors and stuff out there of Nintendo's past games and stuff. Like they, they've had hundreds. They've got hundreds and hundreds of stuff just locked away in storage. 
that nobody's ever seen and like this stuff that i've just just i just want to see it that's all yeah. I, want. I just want to see a permanent exhibit just something like relive my childhood so anyway we need to find a way of getting you to japan yes i have to go to japan and see it i love japan anyway i went when i was a kid but i never got to go back um last but not least though marvel's werewolf by night one of the greatest werewolf tv movie adaptation shows ever uh will be re-releasing in color for halloween uh, this is going to be the last time you're probably going to be redone. They aren't looking to make a second season. There was rumours that it was going to be turned into a show. That never came to fruition. Uh, but it will release on October 20th on Disney+. Plus. Uh, they are re-releasing it as a colour version. Last year was obviously in black and white. Uh, Werewolf by Night is a homage to the classic Universal uh, monster films that originally came out in the 30s and 40s. Uh, if you haven't seen it, show it, go and watch it. It is brilliant. Uh, I thoroughly recommend it if you're looking for something on Halloween to watch. World by Night is fantastic. I just wish they'd done more with it. Uh, and that's going to do it. Thank you, Romani, for joining us. Thank you to Bam. Sorry about that, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you know I got this baby over here, so yeah, uh, appreciate it, man. You know it's always, it's always. Dope. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still waiting for baby photos, by the way. I didn't. I sent you some. You didn't. <laughs> I did. I sent it to you because you even, you even responded to it. But now I can never get the receipts to show you that I did because you got your other account then. Yeah, send it to my new one. I'll have to send it I got you. I got you. Thank you. Uh, thank you to Chloe. No problem. And turn should be slightly more um, consistent from now on, but we'll see. Are you going to be joining back on the YouTube? Because we need you. We need more video content. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll just have to see how my computer decides to behave because it's been playing up a little bit recently, but we'll see. Uh, thank you to Nightmare. No problem. Good, good, good. Anyway, guys, I'll be back uh, Monday. I'm going to have two reviews up this week. Uh, please make sure you go check them out because they have been a long time coming. Starfield has taken me close to three weeks to get done, uh, as well as do all the news because everyone else is off. Um, thank you to Adam, though, for helping me out. Hope Shout out to Callum. Hope you're well. And uh, we will see you at EGX in October. Uh, we have just got our tickets through. So we'll be wandering around EGX if you're going in London. Uh, I'm expecting a big announcement for that, uh, for EGX. Excuse me, got hiccups um, for a big announcement. If you're in London and want to come find us, uh, just keep an eye out for the Games Inquirer shirts. There's going to be two or three of us wandering around. Uh, so make sure you come say hello. It'll be nice. We're going to be recording the whole time. Uh, so if, you, if we put you on camera, we see you around. Give us a hello. Anyway, that's going to do it. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Take care, guys. Love to Hopefully. See you. See ya. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>